Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Long John Silver's, throw boring overboard with the fish and shrimp feast. Dipped in our signature batter and fried to golden perfection. Complete your feast with Wisconsin white cheddar cheese bites and ride a wave of melty goodness. Order ahead at LongJohnSilver's.com. Fish yeah! Here's what's cooking on an all-new Sports Stove podcast. Today, we are covering all kinds of topics. Major League Baseball, the NFL, and we're bringing on Ryan McCarthy from Belly Up Sports. The talk NHL and a little New York football giants. Nope, just kidding. New York football jets. All that and more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hello and welcome to an all-new Sports Stove podcast. Today's episode being presented by In The Clutch. InTheClutch.com provides officially licensed apparel for Major League Baseball, uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association, NHL, NBA, among other things as well. Go to InTheClutch.com and use the code SPORTSSTOVE. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. InTheClutch.com, code SPORTSSTOVE. And uh, this episode today is a special uh, Memorial Day edition episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. Joining me as he normally does is my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, welcome back. How are you? Good. Doing good. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a a long weekend, at least for most people, because of Memorial Day weekend. And uh, me and my wife were just discussing, how do you talk about Memorial Day weekend? Can you say happy Memorial Day weekend, as the weekend is a solemn reminder of those who have given their lives in service of our country. And uh, so we want to take a moment to uh, remember or think about and speak on Memorial Day as this episode is coming out uh, Sunday, but uh, of course to be listened to for anybody that wants to at least on Memorial Day, give you something to listen to as well. But again, Memorial Day is a day where we take time to think about, to consider, to remember those who have given their lives for service of our country. And we say thank you um, to them, but we also say thank you to their family members as they have lost loved ones. And uh, it is often not said enough. Thank you to the families of our servicemen and women. And uh, so we want to say thank you to you all, uh, wives, husbands, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, uh, children, 
and others who have lost loved ones uh, in service of the United States of America. And it seems like more and more often we have people griping and complaining about our country more so than celebrating the wonderfulness of it. And uh, the reason why America is the greatest country in the world is because of those who not only give their lives, but even those who are willing to give their lives for our country. So again, as we will uh, have different ways of uh, of taking in Memorial Day, many people uh, have a wonderful time, spend time with family. It's kind of the opening of summer to some degree, a lot of time at the lake or the pool, uh, around food, different things like that. Uh, may we all take a little bit of time to remember those who gave their lives and their family members who have lost loved ones as well. Uh, and, and again, we say thank you to all those willing to sacrifice of themselves um, so that we can celebrate the freedoms that we do have. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Dad, as we get into Memorial Day, and although it is a uh, more of a somber, I guess, holiday, or that's what it's intended to be, most people take it as a time to celebrate, get some time off of work, and enjoy time together. So I'm curious, uh, your thoughts on the best way to spend the day uh, or the long weekend here at Memorial Day. Well, like you said, with it being, being kind of the kickoff to summer, there are sometimes there's things, you know, to be done preparing for that. Uh, obviously, with the weather, it's, you know, starting out with summer, it's activities. Like you mentioned, you know, a lot of people would go to the lake and things like that. You could do stuff outside, and a lot of family gatherings would be outside as compared to, um, you know, some of the ones that take place in the winter. So I do think it's a time when people um, get together, and it's something that, you know, is promoted ahead of time. Up here where I'm at, there's a lot of um, emphasis on that. I've seen, you know, this week as I, I travel at work, I deliver, so I'm around a lot of places, and boy, you know, a big show of flags and everything like that, um, you know, even along the interstate and all along properties, have several little towns up here that have um, in their town, they post uh, flags that have pictures of um, people that served in the military and gave their life. And um, a large number in some of these little towns, they put them on each um, flagpole, street poles, they go down the roads, and there's a lot of them. So been reminded a lot in the last week or so um, about the spirit of Memorial Day. Yeah, we take the opportunity with time off work. Uh, we're going camping and uh, spending some time enjoying the, the nice weather and uh, enjoying lots of food, grilled meat, <laughs> things like that as well. Um, and so it is a time that we take nowadays to really uh, – just enjoy some some different time, I guess, time away from the normal daily routine um, and enjoy a good burger or bratwurst or uh, something like that as well. Even at church on Sunday, we're, we're celebrating with uh, grilled meats and uh, fellowship ping pong and cornhole and different things like that. So uh, a lot of good times around that. Dad, that brings us to our first topic of the day. Uh, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball here. We will be joined here in a few minutes by Ryan McCarthy. He's the hockey head at Belly Up Sports. He also covers the New York Jets, and so we'll talk to him about those things. But uh, baseball had some interesting news uh, this week. Let's start with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Uh, following a game, there's reports that Tommy Pham had slapped Jock Peterson, and he's been suspended, I think, three games for it. 
when asked about it, Jack Peterson says, yeah, we're in a fantasy football league together. And last year, there was a time where he had a guy who was listed as out. So he put him on the injured list and then picked up somebody in free agency. And Tommy Pham was mad because he was stashing players. Um, and Jack Peterson said, that's the reason for the altercation that happened. Uh, do you think there's more to the story than that? I don't know. You would you would think, um, you know, it's funny, though, part of it, you know, we talk about, you know, the Reds and their season or whatever, and you've got a player here right before the game worried about settling a score from last year in fantasy football. That might be part of the problem. I don't know. But it seems like a strange thing uh, to happen and to happen, you know, on the field before the game. There have been other times they could have um, met and he could have discussed it if that was the issue. So I, it, it just it was a little bizarre. Bizarre is a great word for it. I messaged a uh, fantasy baseball uh, league that I'm in, uh, and I said, guys, I hope you've seen this. Just remember, this is just a game. Uh, <laughs> let's not take it too seriously. But, uh, yeah, interesting to say the least. And you're right, the Reds, they're at 15 wins now, which is more than I thought they'd win all season. But uh, uh, they they are struggling, and you're right. i got a guy who's so concerned about a uh, fantasy football issue from last year, and now how does that affect right now? I have no idea, but all well. Uh, they got that taken care of. Let's get a little bit more serious, though. Gabe Kapler comes out. Uh, he's the manager of the San Francisco Giants, and he says he won't be coming out for the uh, national anthem anymore until he starts to feel better about the direction of our country. Um, boy, I got lots of thoughts on this, Dad, but my first thought was is we got too many people who are willing to stand uh, and and wait till they feel better about the country versus actually working to improve things in the country. And uh, let's start with this angle. The NFL took a pretty big dip when they started doing things. Now, they knelt during the flag, during the national anthem, and that stirred up a lot of emotions and different things like that. Did it get the conversation going? Some people think yes, some people think no. Um, it did start something, I suppose. Major League Baseball doesn't have the the cushion that the NFL had when it comes to ratings and things like that. Um, so I want to start from that angle. Gabe Kapler not coming out for the National Anthem. You assume others would follow suit. How does this affect Major League Baseball? Um, well, again, I think it'll have an effect on it. Like you said, it did on the NFL, um, and a lot bigger effect on the NFL than, you know, the media, you know, tried to portray from there. And I think in baseball, if it gets to be a thing again, where, you know, that's something that people, um, feel like they need to do, this one's a little bit different the way it's set up. But, um, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting if a lot of people, I, you know, it, I would think you would learn the national anthem is not the problem. And, you know, to say, well, it doesn't have anything to do with disrespecting the national anthem. That's not true because uh, that's what you're boycotting. And um, it, it will definitely have an effect. It will not be a positive effect on baseball if that gets to be uh, the thing. You know, there there's some other issues to this. I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a few minutes as we go along. Yeah, I don't know how much I want to get into it. We try very hard on this show just to keep it sports. Um, but I'm disappointed um, 
the things that people choose to speak out about versus the things they choose to ignore. And obviously the shooting in Texas is a horrible, horrible event. And, um, you know, it's it, innocent children and uh, just seem to be absolutely no reason for, for the crime committed. <clears throat> how does boycotting the anthem, how does standing uh, in the tunnel during the anthem change anything? And he says he's going to stay there until he feels better about the direction of the country. Well, what would make him feel better about the direction of the co- the country? Um, and it seems to me like we've gotten into this, uh, it's all across America, not just in sports, but into this line. The line has been drawn now, and it has nothing to do with one singular issue. Um, you have to pick your side, and you're not allowed to um, have opinions really anymore outside of, you know, aside, you, you pick that side and you got to be on that side for everything. And you get lumped into a certain category, depending on what you say about certain issues. Um, I'm trying to be careful. And again, not get too political on the, on the program here, but uh, I'm just disappointed. Sports has been a distraction, a a positive distraction, I would say uh, for many times, but I think more important than a distraction, dad, I think sports has been a unifier in the past where everybody's been able to come together and treat each other well and um, have a good time together through sports. And now in the last several years, sports has become a dividing factor as well because it's been politicized and you can, there's no way to get away from uh, politics anymore uh, there, there's not that escape anymore. And all we're asking for is a couple hours of sports um, to help us just get a little, um, uh, I don't know, peace, I guess, in our minds, a rest, a break from the chaos and the insanity of this world. And that it seems like sports don't allow us to do that anymore. No, that that's true. And um Again, I think, you know, again, I'll be careful about what I say here. And, you know, again, we don't want to get real political. But I think the issue you kind of really hit on it was, um, you know, not coming out for the anthem. What 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 is that going to do? I think if a person is going to um, boycott something or do something that, you know, if they're really serious about it, they need to think, well, what, you know, is this really going to make a difference? Is this going to make... Um, effect? Is it going to help the situation? And when he says, you know, I'm going to do this until I feel better about the country. And he even said he felt like a coward because he didn't do something earlier, but yet he's not really saying what. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, wh- wh- what's he going to do? Like you said, right. well, until I feel better about the country, but he, he has at this point come out and said, well, the country needs to do this. Um, 
And then, because again, you know, what he says, you know, there probably will be other complications. It will not be a simple thing from there. I think everyone agrees that this was a horrible thing and everyone would like to stop these things from happening. But, you know, like you said, you know, people choose what they're for and what they're against. And, you know, it's hard to be consistent with that. I know he made, I think I read where he made the statement that, you know, this is the only country that has mass shootings. Well, I don't know if he looks around or not, but other countries have the actual country themselves doing mass shootings. And what are we doing with that? So, you know, it's hard to be consistent with that um, for any of us. You know, we would, we could tell people where we stand, but would we be totally consistent with it? You know, it would be hard to, but um, yeah, I think you're right. Sports is a thing that can be a unifier. It can give us a little bit of a break. It can help there. And um, for people to try to make it something different, um, and like you said, it'll end up being very unsuccessful as far as the business side of it. And that's what drives a lot of sports. Yeah. I think one of the issues I have too is professional athletes and coaches have a, have a platform and I don't have them. I don't have a problem with them using their platform. Uh, but I think even what Steve Kerr did, and I don't agree with all that Steve Kerr said, but he used this platform. It was in front of a microphone and he used that. And that was the issue I had with Colin Kaepernick when he started kneeling was, you know, you say you want to make a difference, but you've got, you have the microphone every day, press conferences, you can call a press conference, you're an NFL quarterback and you have that platform. Why, why take the time on the field? Um, you know, that's when you're not speaking, you know, you're sure you're making an action, you're saying something with your actions, but I feel like if you want to use your platform, you want to use the one with the microphone and, um, when it comes to that time frame of the game, let's just let's be a unifier and not a divider. And um, you know, and again, there's there's no way to discuss the political factors of this without offending people, and there's no way to do it without sounding insensitive sometimes. So we'll be careful with that as well. Uh, we truly do care and and um, thoughts, prayers to the families. Uh, you know, we spent time praying for the families this week in Texas that lost loved ones, both children and adults. And, uh, you know, it's just a hard time. So um, we continue to think that way. And and uh, we'll continue to see how things change over time between sports, coaches, athletes, and things like that, uh, because we're seeing, we're seeing things change for sure on that. On a lighter note, the Dodgers announced uh, this week that they are going to retire Gil Hodges, number 14, that the, um, in June, early in June. And, uh, of course, it's, my goodness, 40, 50 years after his death. Um, but they've decided to do it finally. Honestly, Dad, Gil Hodges was so far before me, I wouldn't have known about him had I not lived in the town he was born in. And there was a mural of him up there. Um, and he was a little bit before your time, too. But uh, I don't is it weird? I don't know. I just kind of found it was kind of odd timing to all of a sudden, uh, not that it wasn't deserving, just odd timing to announce this retirement of the number 14 for Gil Hodges. It, you're right. I mean, it's kind of a long time after, but I do think when you're talking about family members and people like that, I think it's something that can always uh, be a help. There would still be, you know, family members, not immediate family members, maybe, but, um, you know, people that would, um, you know, 
would you know would enjoy that and again it's a part of you know the dodgers history and um yeah you wonder sometimes why wait but that that happens in a lot of sports you know people that get up on the ring of honor different things like that sometimes it happens right away sometimes it's long after they've passed um but it's, it's still an honor and an honor for the family and to remember that I agree with you completely. All right, a couple things real quick. Uh, first of all, I want to let people know about Elementor. Get Elementor, the ultimate WordPress website builder with live drag and drop editor. You can build and customize every part of your website with zero coding required. Elementor is your all-inclusive solution for your website. Create, manage, and host your website through Elementor. Use the Sports Stove exclusive link in the episode notes on YouTube or any podcast platform and find out more about Elementor. They're having a birthday sale right now. It goes on uh, through the weekend into early next week, and uh, you can get uh, 30% off a package. It's a great deal and a great way to help uh, as well. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Ryan McCarthy of Belly Up Sports. InTheClutch.com, the newest sponsors of the Sports Stove podcast, and we are excited to partner with InTheClutch.com. They have officially licensed apparel and accessories for your favorite sports teams and athletes. Use code SPORTSSTOVE and get 10% off your first purchase. You can find shirts like I Still Own You from Green Bay Packers. Are we talking about practice? All kinds of great shirts in baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. Officially licensed apparel from InTheClutch.com. Again, use the code SPORTSSTOVE to get 10% off your purchase. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast, and we are joined now by the ultra cool, the ultra slick, uh, the one and only Ryan McCarthy from uh, Belly Up Sports Hockey Department. He also has the uh, the, ep- the episode, the podcast, No Credentials Required, and writes about the New York Jets. Ryan, welcome back to the program. How are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I, was, I, I wasn't on corner booth. I had to change my glasses. Hang on. One second, guys. <laughs> There we go. Much better. <laughs> uh, are those your Yeats glasses? Those are my Yeats glasses. Yes. Yes. There you can definitely get them. You use, I think you get, if uh, you use promo code belly up, you get 20% off your order. So nice, nice. little uh, promo there. <laughs> well, I'd like to bring Ryan on to talk hockey. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Ryan. I have paid zero attention. Uh, once the predators were eliminated to the NHL playoffs, dad, on the other hand, has paid attention uh, as well. And I know that your New York Rangers are still around, uh, trailing 3-2. Now, this episode is going to come out on Sunday. So this the game they're playing on Saturday will be done by the time this episode drops. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. Uh, but let's start with that Hurricanes and Rangers series. And uh, what have you seen from it? it listen, I, I say I haven't paid any attention, but I have paid enough attention to know that these playoffs for the NHL have been phenomenal this year. Well, to correct you, I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. But no, this 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 entire playoff has been absolutely wonderful. If you're a hockey fan, if you even if you're a casual hockey fan, you have to tune in because there are some excellent hockey being played uh, between uh, the, you know the Rangers having that comeback in the first round, down three games to one, they come back to win that series. Uh, they're playing the Hurricanes, winning every single home game, but losing every every away game. Excuse my cat as he comes in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, 
and just Tampa Bay's dominance, just Tampa Bay dom- surprisingly dominant in the second round against Florida, the President's Cup winner, and just showing what they who they really truly are as as Stanley Cup champions, defending cha- Stanley Cup champion, two time Stanley Cup champion, I must say, back to back. This has been an awesome playoffs, and also, and also, if you're a casual fan, you you have to you you must know about the name Connor McDavid. That yes. kid is just he's having. <laughs> The playoff of his life, and the Edmonton Oilers are now in have advanced to the Western Conference Final. So this will be this will be a very entertaining game, uh, entertaining series against Colorado, who clinched their series last night. So this has been an exciting playoff. You, you, you've paid attention to the playoff a little bit as much as I've I've been paying attention to the NBA playoffs, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but I I do have to say from from a, even if you're a casual fan. You have to be excited about what's been going on with the NHL playoffs this year. Well, you got the the Avalanche and the Oilers. Does this is there a finally a, a new uh, uh, era of stars taking over the NHL? Because you know it used to be your standard Sidney Crosby's of the world, and now it seems like these young guns are are taking over the league. Yeah, it, it's it's gener- it, hockey's definitely generational when it comes to stars. Uh, Sidney Crosby, two thousand from the two thousands up until the, I mean, he's still playing pretty strong game. He's still he's still uh, a pretty dominant force when it comes to uh, when it comes to players and also household names. But now you got in the Colorado Edmonton series, especially you've got Nathan McKinnon, who was recently and Gabriel Landeskog. They were recently in a Pepsi Zero commercial. Um, hmm. Kale McCarr, who is who is a probably the best offensive defenseman since since Paul Coffey. If you recognize the name Paul Coffey, old Edmonton Edmonton Oiler, uh, Pittsburgh Penguin, superstar back in the day, a Detroit Red Wing, was in the league very long time, one of the best offensive defensemen of the 80s and 90s. Uh, for Edmonton, you got Carmen David, got Leon Dreisaitl, who is the first German-born Hart Trophy winner, uh, Hart Trophy or... Uh, um, Gosh, he's a league, he was he's a scoring champion a couple of years ago. So, uh, it's just fun. It's just it's gonna be a fun series. That's gonna be a fun series to watch. I will not be surprised if it goes between six and seven games for this one. But uh, I've I've had a I've had a, a, to be honest with you, I've had some money running on the Oilers. Oilers? Uh, wow. at, uh, <laughs> and if they win the Stanley Cup, I got a nice handsome payout. So I can't, I'm kind of rooting for them, but but. <laughs> Also, there's that there's that element of also a Canadian team not winning the Stanley Cup since 1993. It's been 20, it's almost 30, it's been almost 30 years since the Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. So that's a big narrative coming into this. And uh, Edmonton, you could see a rematch of the Edmonton Oilers and Carolina Hurricanes from the 2006 Stanley Cup final if both teams advance to the Stanley Cup final. So if you if you're even if you're a casual hockey fan, you, you or if you're not a hockey fan at all. If you want to know some of the names who are out there right now who are playing hockey, this series is definitely it. Who's going to win uh, the Rangers Hurricane series? Uh, <laughs> I think it's going seven. I think the Hurricanes are going to take it in seven, just because of the fact that they, Carolina is such a a strong home team, but when mm. they're outside of Raleigh. I don't know what happens if they drink the wrong water. If the Northeast is just a different <laughs> animal when it comes to hockey. They just can't seem to win on the road, and they had their chance. They actually had their chance uh, in Game Three to win, to to win, but unfortunately, that the Rangers held them down. So, uh, I, I think, I think, I think, I think Carolina wins this series, but it'll take seven games again. 
Now, I picked Tampa uh, to go all the way once the playoffs started, and uh, they're still in it. They swept, of course, the last series. Uh, you talked about them just a second ago. Uh, does Tampa get to the to the finals, or does Carolina trip them up? Boy, that's gonna that's a that's a good question. I would have to say, just based on the fact that Carolina will have home ice if they if they do advance to the uh, to the Eastern Conference Final, I, I think Carolina takes it. Now, bear in mind, when Tampa Bay has a lead, they don't let go. They when they smell blood in the they're like a, they're like a shark, they smell a, they smell blood in the water. They're going to go after it. And the, the, this team is very reminiscent to my New Jersey Devils back in the late in the mid nineties, early two thousands when they when they had <clears throat> the best goaltender in the league, the best defensive system in the league. Everybody was blocking shots, and they're a very opportunistic offense. So that's how Tampa Bay plays, and John Cooper is a very good head coach. Uh, sorry, John Cooper Esquire because he was a lawyer before he started the before he went into coaching, um, before he became an NHL coach. But John Cooper is a very good head coach, and even with all the cap issues that the the, uh, the Lightning have had, have had to overcome uh, players leaving because of cap issues. His system, the players buy into his system because they know they can succeed. They can succeed in this system. And whether it's an opportunistic offense, you got different guys score. You don't have a dominant score on this. You have every single line pitching in when you have strong defense and you have the best, arguably the best goaltender in the world. And Andre Vasilevsky, this team is, is excellent. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the Stanley cup final. Uh, but, but just because of the fact that Carolina has that home ice advantage and they're so good at home, if should they advance to, the Eastern Conference Final, I, I'm going to have to take Carolina in that series. All right. So then on the other end, uh, now you've got money on Edmonton, so I don't know if you can be a, an unbiased uh, thought on this, but Colorado had the better year, but not by a ton. Uh, no. And you mentioned the the story behind Edmonton would be pretty neat as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the chances are that one goes goes seven games? Colorado, I think the, the chances are very good it goes, it goes seven games. And the part of the reason why is because Colorado has just been so dominant. They basically led the Central Division from pillar to post the entire season. They almost they almost wound up winning the President's Trophy. While on the other side, Edmonton's had to go through a lot of adversity. They had they had, a, if I remember correctly, a nine game winless skid in January, and that led to the firing of Dave Tippett. And they've had a lot to overcome. Uh, they almost fell out of the playoff race for a while, but they came back and they they. One went up winning the uh, one up winning second place in the Pacific Division. Had to go through a seven game series against uh, against a very very young but a very surprisingly good uh, Los Angeles Kings team. They went seven. They actually won the last two games to win the series. Uh, and then they had the the battle of Alberta against Calgary against Calgary, a very good, very sound. Calgary Flames team and they want to take them in five games. They lose the first game nine to six. They lose <laughs> they lose nine to six in that really wild game one. But then they take the next four games. And it's just the, the one thing you gotta watch out for with Edmonton, you cannot give either McDavid or Drysidle a lot of open ice because they because they're so fast, they're so speedy, they will absolutely they'll absolutely take advantage of that open ice. And they're going to score goals in bunches. 
Now, the one player I gotta have, I gotta have my eye on, is Zach Hyman, formerly of the of the Toronto Maple Leafs, came over to Edmonton this this, this past season. He's a clutch goal. He's a clutch, been a clutch goal scorer. He's, I think he scored, five, I think he scored a, a goal in all five games in that Calgary series. So he's a guy to watch for sure uh, in terms of goal scoring. I think he's on the same line as Drysaddle and uh, McDavid, if I'm not mistaken. But the but the one thing that's really been surprising ever since that game against the game one against Calgary, their defense has been has been really really solid, and they've been limiting chances. They've let they've let some goals go through. Mike Smith is uh you know he's getting up there in age. He's I think he's forty one at this point, forty one or thirty nine. But still, that's a lot of experience to have on your side when it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to playoff experience and Mike Smith yeah. certainly has it in spades. So you got yourself a ver- veteran goaltender. So I, I, th- I just, I mean, biases aside, yes, this definitely can go seven. Either team could win and advance to the Stanley cup final. Um, I hope it's Edmonton. <laughs> I won't be surprised if it's Colorado. Dad, hockey questions for Ryan. Yeah, I've just got a couple. Um, Tampa Bay, the long layoff. Um, is that a big deal in hockey? Will that be a positive or a negative? Um, well, it certainly wasn't a negative for Colorado when they swept. I, I'm sorry to say they swept Nashville. My condolences to your Nashville Predators. <laughs> but uh, they didn't have. It didn't. It didn't really uh, matter in that series since. Yeah, they played St. Louis. They they won in six games, but uh, the first game they came out against St. Louis in the first period, it should have been four nothing because they were hitting goal posts. I think I, I've never seen this before. They hit both posts and the crossbar in the same period. It's never happened before in this Stanley Cup playoff game. They sh- they were only up one nothing in that game. They should have been up four nothing in that game. So they came out flying. I won't be surprised if Tampa Bay comes out flying, especially against two teams who may go seven games in their first two series coming up to the finals. So regardless of whether or not the Hurricanes or Rangers advanced advance, I think they come out flying because they're well-rested. They're, they had a pretty easy series against, against Florida. I was very shocked that this series, especially the last two games, were such an easy task for the Lightning. But yeah, I expect them to come out flying in the first game of whoever they play, whether it be whether it be the Rangers or whether it be the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I expect them to come out flying in the first period of that game. Oh, Dad, we got you on a on a delay. You might have to switch over. I'll take him off for a second. I'm gonna get him switched over to a different different device. Uh, to work on that delay, uh, Ryan. As we're waiting for him to come back, and uh, you know, I've always said, and I, I feel embarrassed that I haven't been watching the playoffs because I've always said NHL playoffs is the best playoff sport out there. Hockey and playoff time, it just doesn't get any better. Especially you get to that third quarter within a goal, uh, final three minutes of a game. It's just mm-hmm. electric, and really the whole game I think is good. But but playoff hockey, you come down to the end, I like it better than any close basketball game, than any final drive in the NFL, than any ninth inning of baseball. To me, NHL playoffs is is top notch. Yeah, I mean, the two best words in, in sports are obvious are always going to be game seven. 
Because <laughs> game, because no matter which series it is, what round it's in, whether it be the preliminary, the first round of the playoffs, or the Stanley Cup final, Game Seven is it, it's just is a blast, regardless of who plays. Uh, for my money, it's uh, the Stanley Cup final. My ranking for playoffs is always going to be Stanley Cup playoffs, NFL playoffs. Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA playoffs, amongst the four major teams. Uh, that's from many years of watching hockey myself. My the first the first time I ever watched playoff hockey was 1988 when I became a New Jersey Devils fan because I watched them play <laughs> for the first time in a playoff game and wound up going to the Eastern Conference Final. Or the, actually, there was back then the 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 Prince of Wales Conference Final because they had, back then it was the like Wales and the Campbell Conferences. But ever since then, it's, I've, I've had this. This this uh this affinity for just loving the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's just yeah. so much fun to watch and it's just it's playoff hockey is 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 amazing. I mean, great. That's when that's when hockey gets most exciting for me mm. and for any fan out there. One of my favorite hockey moments uh, that I was ever a part of and got to be there live for uh, was me and Dad were at a, a Predators jersey game. And uh, they had a guy get up. Nashville was well-known for their pregame stuff and those kinds of things as well. But a guy got up dressed as Reverend Stanley Cup, and he preached <laughs> a little sermon about the devils. And uh, it was a great time, a good time, and uh, something I'll always remember. Dad, I think we got you back. Uh, what other questions do you have for Ryan? Good. I was going to ask, do you think Roman Yossi will win the Norris Trophy? He certainly has a chance. Um, he certainly has a chance to. I mean, he had he had certainly he certainly had a breakout season in terms of points and uh, being one of the best defensive def- defensemen in the NHL. I think he certainly has a chance. Uh, I just got to find out who were the other uh, Norris Trophy candidates. Uh, Took me just a moment to bring that up, but yeah, his, his the year he had was outstanding and. Most, I think, I think he had the, the most points as a uh, as a defenseman for uh, National Predators in history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his, his game speaks for him. His game speaks for himself, and yeah, he had. And Nashville couldn't have gone. I don't think they would have gone to the playoffs if they didn't have a guy uh, hadn't Robin Yossi as their defensive as their main defensive catalyst. And also UC, you know, having, having UC Soros as well. So, um, but yeah, I think I, I think Roman Yossi certainly has a chance to uh, become uh, to win the the the, um, the Norris Trophy. We already won it once in twenty twenty, so I can, I can imagine he could probably win it again. He could probably win it. He'll probably win it again. Juice, uh, Juice, Juice Soros. Uh, I'll tell you what, Nashville's had a great run. Am I still on delay there a lot, Vince? Yes. (laughs) He'll get that in five minutes. Uh, (laughs) uh, All right, we're taking care of that. Just one second here. All right. Um, Perfect. All right, let's take him off. Okay. Um, We'll get him on a different device. All right, Ryan. Let's trans. Let's let's go away from football because something else you do at Belly of Sports is you cover the New York Jets, and I, for one, believe the Jets have had the best two years in the NFL draft of any team out there. 
Um, but I want to start with the most important question. That's quarterback. Zach Wilson drafted number two last year, um, had an okay year, got injured, different things happen. Uh, they've done things to help him, but it all comes back to that. Does Zach Wilson, is he the quarterback of the future for the Jets? I believe he is. I believe he is. And just based on the offseason, he 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 took charge this offseason. He traveled around and, t- and to his different receivers. He trained with them off the you know, away from the uh, did some workouts away away from one Jets drive in Florham Park. He's participating in OTAs and he's been doing a pretty bang up job there. So I think he he realized his role this year is to become more of a leader. And from what Jets coaches, a uh, coach, I believe uh, coach uh, Robert Sala has said between what Mike LaFleur, his offensive coordinator has said, he said, they, and, and some of the players too, they're noticing Zach Wilson is becoming more vocal as in, in the huddle. He's not, he, he knows the playbook. He, he's more familiar with the playbook. He, he, he's better at reading routes. He's better at uh, his progressions. And they've noticed that he's become again, more vocal as a leader in the locker room. And he, he realized the too that he has to step up this year, this year it's his second year and the success of the offense hit and with all this, all the play pieces they've, they've added with Garrett Wilson and Bryce Hall and signing those two tight ends and drafting a tight end as well. Jimmy Ruckert uh, and signing TJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. He realizes he, he has to step up in his role. And that's why he's been so much more vocal in the locker room and the huddle and the coaches are noticing that. And there's teammates noticing that. And I am, am so excited for this coming season to see how he'll, he'll progress. I'm, I'm very excited to see how, and, and hopefully things work out with him. Um, but he's got the quarterback room is awesome between him, Mike white and Joe Flacco. They all, they're all, they all love each other. They all get along. They all realize that if one guy falls, another guy's up to step up. Another guy comes in to step up. But for my, I believe Zach Wilson will definitely be the leader of this, the quarterback of this team going forward. I think that's, I think that next step starts this year. Now, I've heard different people's opinions on the receiver they drafted this year, Wilson from Ohio State. Um, I like the pick. I had him ranked as my number one receiver uh, going into this draft. So in my my personal thoughts where they got the number one receiver, they got um, the uh, – who was their first pick? Oh, the number one Sauce corner. Garden, number one, number yeah. one corner. Yep. They got the top four edge rusher and the number one running back. So that's a pretty solid first four picks of the draft this year yeah. to go with what they did last year, adding offensive linemen uh, and a quarterback uh, receiver, Elijah Moore. I love Elijah Moore as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they're kind of putting those pieces together because I did not like their other receivers. I liked Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah. I'm very anti their other receivers. <laughs> um, so uh, as a Jets fan and someone who covers and pays attention to the team, um, if Zach Wilson is – close to what they hope he would be. I mean, this offense should be pretty dynamic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you had that 1A – the Jets drafted their 1A quarter, 1A running back in, in Brees Hall. Brees Hall, when we had, when we were on the, the Belly Up NFL draft special, the live stream, at first I was kind of confused because I thought it was kind of a luxury pick 
to pick Brees Hall and especially to trade up with him to, to get him. Yeah. But the more and more I watched his highlights and I watched and I watched uh, his, the, the, the film of, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? But I, I watched his film and it just, the, the, the speed, the agility, the catch, pe- the, the, the catch passing ability in the backfield that Brees Hall adds to this offense is going to be is going to, going to make this it's going to make this offense exponentially better, and he's going to be that between the tackles guy who could carry the ball multiple times. He'll get tw- he'll get at least twenty to twenty five touches per game between both rushes and uh, receiving on the backfield. They'll also have Michael Carter mm-hmm. in the backfield who kind of had a breakout role last year before he got injured. This is, seems to be the problem with the Jets for the last couple seasons. Some guy breaks, one guy breaks out, he gets injured, next guy comes in and it's like, eh, yeah. It's um, not as exciting, but, oh, Brian Baldinger. Baldy's breakdowns. So Baldy's breakdowns. If you watch okay. Baldy's breakdowns of Brees Hall, he loves, absolutely loves him. But, yeah, I, I think with all the pieces that Joe Douglas, between the draft and the free agency period all those pieces with rookies and veterans coming in this is going to be a very unique dynamic offense but the the one position the one position position spot i'm i'm looking most forward to is the offensive line i am so as a guy who used to play offensive line and defensive line i am most excited to see this group because you'll have lakin tomlinson at left guard You'll have hopefully Mackay Becton comes back. If not, you'll have George Fant. Um, you'll have at center Connor McGovern, who'll probably be his last year here unless he decides to restructure his contract. Then you have on the right at right guard Elijah Vera Tucker, all rookie team. On the left tackle, you have a right tackle. You'll have probably George Fant and Max Mitchell switching around. So I'm most excited to see what this offensive line group can do because if this line becomes what I believe it should be. You're going to see it's going to be probably the best offensive line since the 2009-2010 era, the Rex Ryan era, when he had so many. We had Nick Mangold, the Frickershaw Ferguson, all those guys just grind the ball in the ground and in the in that ground and pound offense. And I'm just I'm just looking forward to see what that offensive line group can do. Yeah, I sit there and look at this team, and uh, you know, me and Dad are fans of the coaching staff. Uh, being that they're close friends or related to uh, LaFleur at Green Bay. So we've, yeah. we've kind of kept up with that a little bit as well. Uh, Carl Lawson, if he gets healthy and comes back, and you add Jermaine Johnson on the edge as a rookie, plus you got um, the guy last year, I always forget his name with the hyphenated last name, um, but another guy on the edge too. So plenty of weapons. Oh, Jonathan, Franklin, Jonathan Franklin Myers. Yes, Franklin Myers. Thank you. Yeah, yep. you got those three guys. So now you got depth at that position as well. Uh, some good veteran guys in the middle. So the Jets, the Jets should contend. I mean, you're talking about a Miami team. I don't trust Tua. So you got a Miami team that's that's kind of restocked this year. You've got Buffalo, who's very good, and you've got New England, who you assume is going to be competitive. Uh, we'll wait and see on that as well. Dad, any Jets questions for Ryan? Um, well, no. Like I said, I, I think they had a great draft, and 
you know, have done well in the offseason there. I think the biggest question really is Miami. Um, are they going to be a lot better also? I think, you know, obviously, of course, anytime it's division games, teams are going to play hard. So you always have a chance to win those games, um, you know, even with Buffalo. But I guess the, to me, the big question that I'd be for the Jets would be just, you know, is Miami really, really improved? Um, I'm not as negative about their quarterback as Vince is, um, I think he, he may be okay. But uh, they've added a lot of other pieces too. So uh, what do you think about that? I think I think the Dolphins are in a very similar situation as the Jets. That offense is going to go as far as their quarterback can take them. Zach Wilson in New York to a Tagovailoa in Miami. It's going to be – they're going to be as good as how, how Tua take, where Tua takes them. And we all see, we've all seen that viral clip of him underthrowing Tyree Kill in OTAs, but I mean, one clip doesn't really define the quarterback. Yeah, Tua's had some problems, but I think with the new coaching staff he'll have, uh, was it Mike McDaniel is his, is his name mm-hmm. in yep. Miami? They're going to be much more dynamic offensively. Their defense is fine. Their defense is, is a solid group, but I'm but I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what Tua can do at quarterback. It's just it's the same story. I think I I see both the Dolphins and the Jets as two very identical teams, mm-hmm. offensively, defensively. They're they're very they're they're very solid, but again, it's going to come down to how their quarterback performs. Mike McDaniel, as well as Mike Lafleur, they know how to work with limitations at quarterback. Being with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, yeah. there in San Francisco, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Ryan, we're running up on time, so if you don't mind, share with the folks where they can follow you at uh, and where they can find you on your show and other shows you're on. Yeah, my personal Twitter account and Instagram account is the same handle at Who Is Ryan MCC uh, on on. Uh, for a podcast, no credentials required on Twitter and, and and again, same handle on Twitter and Instagram at no creds, REQ, facebook.com forward slash no creds, REQ on YouTube, just search no credentials required. And we've, my intern, shout out to my intern, uh, uh, my intern Mason. He convinced me to, to start a TikTok account. So now we're on TikTok too. Um, but, uh, but no, well, we're some, we have some exciting things ahead now that we've had some, I have some extra help. Um, I'm planning some really cool things for July. Hopefully those things fall through, uh, for June, um, we're, I'm going to work on getting a CFL preview, Canadian football league preview for every single CFL team. Uh, I've already got my Montreal out of West lined up. I just needed eight more teams. I just need the eight other teams, uh, whether it be fans or podcasters from those, that side. So, uh, but no, no credentials required. Check it out. I appreciate uh, I And uh, also bellyupsports.com for written stuff. And hopefully we get things going with the uh, Northern Elite Football League. Uh, we'll be doing, well, I know Vince and I will be doing play-by-play and, and uh, studio stuff for that. So exciting stuff ahead the belly up, with Belly Up Sports. Yeah, Ryan's all over Belly Up Sports. And like you just mentioned, uh, we're part of the live sports coverage teams. And uh, so calling football games and eventually basketball games and different things going on there as well. And Ryan, I sure hope I don't see any videos of you dancing on TikTok anytime too soon. But I uh, doubt that. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Ryan. Unless, sure unless, unless, it's a fat, unless it's a fat guy touchdown dance. No, you probably won't see me dancing. No dance challenges. <laughs> uh, Ryan, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Stover family. Appreciate you. All right.
All right, that's Ryan McCarthy from Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Hockey, and covering the New York Jets. All right, Dad, we are running up close on time, but I want to get to a couple quick things in the NFL. Uh, interesting Chargers note I saw on uh, Facebook this week. The Chargers are the only team to not have a player arrested in the last five years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that a surprise that that not all NFL teams have had one arrested, or is it a surprise that there's only one NFL team who in the last five years has not had a player arrested? I'm surprised that there's only one. I would mm-hmm. think there would be more than that. I know it's been a rash of stuff in the NFL, but yeah, that that's surprising. I would think you know I would have probably said you know forty percent of the teams didn't haven't had somebody, but apparently that's not true. It's not true. Uh, last thing I want to get to is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, of course, they traded for Matt Ryan earlier this year. We both thought that was a great a great sign or great deal for them. They also now bring in Nick Foles, which makes sense with the ties with the head coach. Uh, but Nick Foles comes in as, as one of the backups now in Indianapolis. Are you surprised they got two such old quarterbacks now in Indianapolis, or do you think that's a wise move for where they are with their roster? I think it's probably a wise move. I mean, you want to have, again, with Ryan being older and um, you want to, I think Foles is one of the better backup quarterbacks that you can have. So I don't think that's a bad move. Again, they may look in the future to draft somebody Um, again, next year, you know, we've talked about a lot of quarterbacks coming out, but I think Indianapolis feels like they've, they've got a very good team now, you know, having the premier running back and, um, things like that. So I, I, that, that's not really a surprise. And I think it's probably a good move. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, who I want a autograph Jonathan Taylor Jersey. I have it. I need to hang it on the wall behind me. Uh, I got that now, but, uh, I like the Colts. I, I mean, lived in Indiana for three years and, I was a Peyton Manning fan anyhow, so um, I think it's an interesting dynamic that they have there. And Foles, if he's willing to do it, could be a great mentor for the young quarterbacks there as well. Uh, and, and I think Matt Ryan will be more than willing to do it as well. So that could be an awesome opportunity for the young guys. Sam Ellinger's there, uh, the former Washington guys there too. But um, nonetheless, opportunities arise. Uh, I want to let everybody know our next episode will drop on Wednesday. We're going to do an NBA Finals uh, conversation with Parker Ainsworth. We've had him on the show many times before. We'll talk uh, more NBA topics with him as well. I want to thank Ryan McCarthy for joining us for this episode. Remind you about Elementor. Again, it's your one-stop, all-inclusive solution for your website that you can create, manage, and host your website through Elementor. Uh, use the Sports Stove exclusive link in the episode notes on YouTube or any podcast platform. Use that link so that way they know you heard about them here. And uh, you can get all the information. Uh, very affordable. Um, great opportunities there through Elementor. And then In The Clutch, go to intheclutch.com, official licensed apparel. Uh, a lot of great stuff there, graphic T-shirts and things like that. Use the code SPORTSSTOVE. You get 10% off your purchase. Dad, anything you want to add before we uh, sign off today? No, I enjoyed um, you know having our guest on there. Ryan's always really good about, and I love to uh, hear stuff about hockey. He really knows everything there, and about the Jets too. So, yeah, everybody's going to be talking football here pretty quick with having the OTAs, and then we'll get to mini camp, and then you know they'll have a month or so off. But now with the schedule out and everything, a uh, lot, lot, lot of if you're a football fan, NFL fan, then yeah, this is a good time of the year. And again, great 
great time of year with the NBA playoffs, which have been really good this year. Um, the NHL playoffs, again, if you're, even if you're a casual hockey fan, they've been good. And I think the finals, both conference finals and the Stanley Cup will be very entertaining. So, um, yeah, good time here in sports. Definitely. I want to remind people, we actually have a new uh, schedule now here throughout the summer. We'll be dropping podcast episodes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, we'll still be on Belly Up TV Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but the podcast for Friday's episode will actually drop a day early on Thursday, and uh, so you're aware of that. And then make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Sports Stove Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we're doing more stuff there as well, so uh, tune in there. Get to see our, our beautiful faces. Um, I hope that you can enjoy yourself this uh, long weekend. Take some time to remember those who sacrificed their lives for our country and take a little time to appreciate the United States of America this week, as a lot of people seem to forget just how great a country that we have. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.